where it's like they get to the side, they get, they turn all wild and start partying. Ramus for for something. <laughs> I think it's called. Close enough. <laughs> Second. First, I am your host, Anthony, from various podcasts known as Ashanti No Lemon and the Gay Comedy Podcast. But tonight, I'm joined by, once again, a cavalcade of LGBT, LGB, LGB, uh, gayness awesomeness. Let's just say that. And in the upper left-hand corner of the screen with his cute little puppy dogs, it's JT from JT Online and various other assortments of shows. JT. Hello. 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 In the center square, once again, <laughs> playing the role of Whoopi Goldberg. Let's welcome from the Seder spirit, Scott, Seder 69. I prefer Paul Leand. <laughs> and last but not least, the guy from that, that state from up north who keeps doing lip sync videos. It's David from that blue jeans guy. And uh, what's what's with your staying doing blue with lip sync videos? What are you talking about? Did Grand Rapids did a lip sync video, and then uh, Traverse City just did a lip sync video? Okay, you know more than I do. You so. haven't seen these? No. All right, so Google Grand Rapids uh, lip sync video after the show, and then Traverse City lip sync video. Basically, okay. it's a very they they did American Pie, and it's one continual shot of everybody walking down the street in Grand Rapids and the big video cart driving around. It's actually really impressive. Okay. I say from from the description, I would recommend that you don't watch that. It's no, actually, it's pretty impressive. I, I have to admit, it's 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 staged very well. So. But, oh. but anyhow, we're not here to talk about lip sync videos. We're here to talk about gay news. And so, off to the races. And who wants to say I was right? Hmm? Who wants to say I was right? I already said you were right. Uh-huh. And well, why don't you read the story then? Well, Dolly does want your business. That's going to be our first story here. Uh, as soon as Joe, my God, comes up on my screen. <laughs> load, damn it. Load. I am truly sorry for the hurt or embarrassment regarding the gay and lesbian t-shirt incident at Dollywood Splash Country recently. Everyone knows of my personal support of the gay and lesbian community. Dollywood is a family park, and all families are welcome. I am looking forward into the incident and hope and believe it was more policy than insensitivity. I'm very sorry that it happened at all. See, that's exactly what I told you she would say, too. Uh, uh, uh. Yep. Just all has about the policy. Been, has anyone been to Dollywood? What exactly is Dollywood? Well, you know, it, it was originally called Magic Mountains. Ah, gotcha. Sorry. Go ahead, David. Well, yeah, I, I don't remember Magic Mountains, but before she bought it, it, it was, was called Silver Dollar City. And there's actually still another Silver Dollar City somewhere in the country. But, um, yeah, it's just a, it's an amusement park. It's not... To the scale of, say, Disney or anything like that, but um, 
It does have its share of smaller time roller coasters, um, a lot of exhibits about Dolly Parton's life, and so on and so forth. I actually have never been to it since it became Dollywood. I was there when it was Silver Dollar City. Yeah, was but, it any good? Uh, at Silver Dollar City, I mean, like I said, it was it was a small time amusement park. I don't really know what to compare it to. It would uh, be like a well, you probably don't know Geauga Lake or um, or not Knoxbury Farm or something like that. Probably something along that line. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe even kind of a Bush Gardens. Okay. Okay. And yeah, maybe Bush, Bush Gardens might be a little bit too big. I don't know, but okay. uh, along that line. Yeah, I hit it where my bush is too big. <laughs> All right. So moving on to so says JT, you did the joke. You get to read the next story then. And you have to read it in a Scottish accent. I I'm, I, uh, I'm not being paid for a Scottish accent. Oh, so well you're not being paid at all to begin with. <laughs> so unfortunately and actually the link isn't working. Is that, oh, likely excuse the link isn't working. No, it's absolutely true. All right, I'll read it then. A national MSP has been accused of trying to attack gay rights by ta- tabling. Okay, I'm here, I'm here. Oh. By tabling a motion in which she says no one should be quote unquote unquote forced to be involved in gay marriages. S N P M S P John Mason ta- uh, tabled the motion ahead of a Scottish government consultation on gay marriage. His motion reads, while some people in society approve of same-sex relationships, others do not agree with them. No person should be forced to be involved in. <laughs> Can you force someone to be involved in a game? Because I have a lot of, I have a long list of guys, hot guys I'd love to force to be involved in a gay relationship with me. I'll take them in a second. That's that's Marky Mark to be number one. That, yeah, um, that, that's the big thing I love. Where all these these uh, the homophobes for gay marriage are always like, it's like, well, if you don't like gay marriage, don't get gay married. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then you go in the whole thing with stay in my bedroom, blah 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 blah. Right. So the John Mason is a do. Is are we gonna call him the douchebag of the week? <laughs> sure. Why not? All right. Everybody say it together. One, two, three. Douchebag. Douchebag. All right. Moving on to the next story. Uh, Sao Paulo. Is that how you say that? That shows you my quality education here in the United States. Okay's. Straight pride. <laughs> I, I absolutely you love actually it. You skipped other... over one. Oh, I did? What did I skip over? Yes, you did. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, oh all right. Douchebag uh, Rick Perry wants a constitutional ban on gay marriage. This is the guy who is known for saying he blo- he tweets on the tweet tweeters and also adios mofo. So Rick Perry is a diehard tenther who totally supports states' rights, except in those cases where the Christian agenda is better served by overriding states' rights with federal constitutional amendments. And just to give you – well, I, I apologize here. It's actually a video of which I will not play. But needless to say, if you're not familiar with him, I will guarantee you that he will become the – well – then again, I have been wrong before, but he has a good chance to become no, a Republican, so. Republican's nominee for president. And you're so. not going to play a video on a podcast? You're kidding me. Well, at least <laughs> I, I try to leave the video stuff for the funny stuff. So, But uh, yeah, geez, a governor from Texas that wants to uh, abolish gay marriage. Go figure. Where have we heard that before? Hmm. 
So, anyhow, uh, moving on to the next story. Back to what I was saying, Sao Paulo, okay, street pride. Um, David, would you please read this? Okay. The City Council of Sao Paulo, Brazil, has approved a bill calling for a heterosexual pride day to be celebrated on the third Sunday of every December. Whether the event becomes a reality or not appears to depend on the mayor. Sao Paulo Mayor Gilberto Kassab must sign the legislation for it to become law and has said only that he is studying it. His office declined Wednesday to say whether he supports the proposal. The legislation's author, Carlos Apolinario, said that the idea for Heterosexual Pride Day is not anti-gay, yeah, right, but a protest (laughs) against the privileges the gay community enjoys. Okay, so what would not be anti-gay about that? (laughs) I had for realizing. We have privileges? Privileges? Really? Exactly. Actually, in Brazil, they do. In Brazil, they do. They have full equality, as I recall, um, or close to it. Uh, Okay, so as an example, he mentioned how Sao Paulo's huge gay pride day parade is held every year on Paulista Avenue, one of the main thoroughfares in this city of 20 million people, while the March for Jesus, organized by evangelical groups, is not allowed on the same avenue. I respect gays, and I'm against any kind of aggression made against them, Apolinario said. I have no trouble coexisting with gays as long as their behavior is normal. (laughs) Hello. Coming soon to an airport bathroom near you. Um, The Brazilian Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Association criticized the legislation, saying it could provoke homophobic violence. How many LGBTs will be attacked because of the message that only heterosexuality makes someone a moral person and a good citizen? The association said in a statement, uh, Sao Paulo is the most populous city in the Western Hemisphere by some measures. Okay, so um, I'm going to say coming soon to an airport near you, uh, or a bathroom near you, <laughs> listen for Carlos Apolinario to be tapping his foot in a stall. <laughs> well, so this, how, great, how great is it that a straight person says... I'm not. I'm not fully recognized. I'm not having my rights. Yeah. Well, I think this solves so many problems that so many friends of mine through the past years who are no longer my friends said, "Well, I never have a straight parade down the street." Well, now you can, and now you can basically parade for absolutely no reason at all. So go right ahead, have your straight parade, because we definitely do. Well. We definitely will not be contributing to that. Let me just say that. <laughs> Let's just play devil's advocate here for a second. Why is the March for Jesus not allowed on the same street? Is it bigger or smaller than the, than the gay pride parade? There may be a logistical reason, but you know, because somebody decides that it's, it's a gay bashing, um, you know, it's, it, it's because the gays have the privileges and we don't, and we're being bashed because we're Christians. It could just be a logistical reason. It could be that the parade is too big to the point that putting it on that street would be dangerous or right, something. Right. There could be there could be other reasons for that, but I mean the idea or, of uh, you know, heterosexuals hetero, heterosexuals are not repressed. <laughs> I I mean, I, I don't know don't know what the uh, the stats are in Brazil, but you know, I would imagine Five, that eight. The, Dark hair. <laughs> I don't mean the Brazilian you had last oh, night. 
I'm surprised Brazil pictures. even has cities. I was unaware they were actually. Look at that city; it's beautiful. Are you kidding me? They're actually they're one of the I most know, civilized countries in South America. I'm into that. They really are. They I, develop flex fuel technology. Well, they're also energy independent. If I'm correct, right? Yeah. Just uh, remember, we're we're Americans, so we know nothing about the rest of, the, rest of, of the world. We're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, they back in the '80s um, when the uh, the first oil crisis hit. Um, they at that time had a more dictatorial form of government, and thankfully their dictator was more of the benevolent type. He basically uh, he subsidized sugarcane production and uh, built an, a, an, a methanol or ethanol, whichever one it is, ethanol infrastructure in that country to the point that they got themselves weaned off of, of petroleum completely. Oh, wow. Uh, they had cars that run entirely on ethanol. And the flex fuel technology that General Motors uses in their cars now was developed in Brazil by GM Brazil or whatever their their Brazil division is. And they brought it back up here, um, although I think the best that it does right now is it will run E85. But uh, they don't have a straight alcohol-burning car here yet. So the question is, of course, why can't we do that here? Uh, I don't know. The aforementioned Republican governors who end up being presidents. Yeah, George. Yeah, George Bush. Well, yeah, yeah. And, well, Hello. don't get me started. Our and a lot of really oil didn't. money that flows into the Congress. Yeah. Well, don't get me started. I believe both sides are pretty much corrupt at this point. But yeah. So you I have to... a question. I have a question. Uh, Shoot. Going back to the straight parade idea, uh, since this is this week in gay and not this week in fuel. Um, what are they going to have in a street parade? That's a good question. What would you put I mean, in a street parade? Women with no shirts. Yeah, women with no shirts on. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. They have accountants on mounts. We did do a comedy skin the gay, on the, the Gay Comedy Podcast about the first annual street parade. And it was the uh, first we had the Fox News float that would always veer to the right. <laughs> um, we had the uh, we had the uh, women the me- womenly household wives of America float. Uh, what else? Uh, I can't remember the skit, but it was one of our best skits. And I wrote. And uh, if you want to check that out, you can go check that out on, the, on our website. But um, it was yeah the first annual straight parade featuring the, and then the uh, Fox News float rear-ended the 700 Club fro- float and. Uh, um, anyhow, I won't spoil the jokes, but uh, go check out the uh, the first annual straight parade on GayComedyPodcast.com. So, all right, moving on to the next story. Evil homosexuals are winning over America through television. Oh, my gosh, as if the Internet had nothing to do with it either. All right, so. Come on, story. Load for me. Okay, yesterday, GLAAD released their annual assessment of LGBT portrayals on network television, declaring that ABC Family was the best place to find positive gay characters and plots. Really? ABC Family? Right on cue, the Southern Baptist Convention is expressing expressing its disgust. Oh, God. Did, oh, my what? God. Have you watched – and actually, that's really funny you mentioned this because have you watched ABC Family on Hulu lately? Isn't it like all pro? 
it's like craziness. It's like, you remember it used to be like nice and happy and cheery and, you know, very family. It's not. It's like, it's like really effed up. It's like. like, What's on ABC Family? um, They have this one that's like Switch's Birth where they have this woman who um, her, um, the the daughters got switched and one is deaf and one isn't. And the son, it's the the gay guy from High School Musical and it's really, really racy. Um, they also had one. Um, Wasn't ABC Family taken over from like the Christian Broad? No, I I don't know. But they they also yes. have have one which is a um, like a. I mean, it, it hasn't been on in a while. Um, it's a um, uh, with um, sororities and fraternities. And so you're it's saying like, it's more MTV than necessarily the yes, Christian exactly, exactly. I, wow. I, you, I've tweeted about it a, a thousand times. It, I, it blows my mind. They're having sex and everything and drinking underage. And what? On ABC, ABC Family? Family? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, I need. To I was laughing that. my ass off. I couldn't believe it. Oh well, let me just finish the reading here. So, Dwayne Hastings, Vice President of Southern Baptist Convention Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, agreed that two shift. TV has shaped the culture, but not for the better. Hastings said parents should instill strong moral and stand, morals and stand on biblical truth, which condemns homosexuality, as if every Bible person believes that. For families who seek to follow Christ and earnestly live out their faith, there is nothing happy in this report. As Hastings said, those who push for so-called homosexual rights and lobby for same-sex interests have a powerful ally with deep pockets in the entertainment industry <laughs> deep pockets, who are more than willing to use the media to recast the homosexual lifestyle as normative. Norm, norm, normative? Normative. Is that, is that even a word? Yes. Oh. Um, he added, unfortunately, many Americans are willing to allow Hollywood to manipulate their perspectives on the world. Well, duh, it's Hollywood. Said Hastings, the reality is that if we were to publish the same kind of report that GLAD has produced, but instead focus on the presence of evil, even valid Christians on television, it would be very short report. <laughs> duh. But few only, but few are concerned about the lack of accurate portrayal of Bible-believing characters on television or in the movies. Whether we want to meet or not, there is a well-financed and detailed plan to work to change Americans' opinions on those who practice homosexual and lesbian lifestyles. Given reports like this one, we can tell it's a very effective plan. There is a lack of Bible-believing characters on television. I could have sworn my cable system vomits out about two dozen all-Christian channels in multiple languages. Yes, Joe. Joe, my God, once again, reporting very accurately from his web, web blog. Okay. Yeah, the, the show I was talking about, was it's called Greek. And it's like in the fourth or fifth season. And they do have geek characters and everything. But um, even the Christian, there's one guy who's like a Bible banger. But he gets into the Greek system and he starts drinking and stuff. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. What's that one show where they uh, they follow the Amish kids and for their their year, their year away? Oh, has no, that was M- that was MTV, which oh. you mentioned earlier. <laughs> oh, okay, where like they get to decide, they they turn all wild and start partying. Ramus something. I think it's called. Close enough. And shockingly, how many how many of them come back? I don't know. I never saw the show. That's why. Yeah, how many? It's got. It's got. Do you know how many people came back? It's. It's like. It's a good like eighty to eighty-five percent actually come back to the Amish lifestyle, because just the way they're raised, that with that mentality of wholesomeness and and kindness, 
the the world outside of the Amish community is a cruel world, and like, screw it, I, I'd rather live like this, and I can't say that I blame them. Well, yeah. they probably are so used to it, and then, then when they get out, they let they get everything out of their system, and they think I'll just go back to a normal lifestyle and and whatnot. So right, and then when you talk about Amish, I think of the whole. Um, Jesus uh, Latter-day Saints whole thing that's going on right now so it's hard to to me that it's hard to keep them separate really I don't think there there's quite a bit of difference there yeah there's there's a little bit difference but there's there's a yeah. what's the other religion that does the whole you go away from uh, the Mormons don't they do that too we have to no. well, they go on they go on a mission for a year right because we right. had but we had some boys, we had when I lived in college, we had some boys downstairs, <laughs> quite cute, mind you, who were always dressed in white and riding their bikes around. Yeah, I'm sure you had them downstairs. Okay, go ahead. I mm-hmm. wish I, I tried to engage them several times, but they were they they must have like stayed in their their place all time and like <laughs> read the Bible or something. <laughs> They're they probably do, locked yeah. in the bathroom. They, uh, they are not them. allowed to go away without their their brother with them. They have to always be in pairs. Yep. To, to try to keep each other on the straight and narrow on their mission. Yep, you always saw them together. That was the thing. <laughs> it was, yeah, I'm like, oh, geez, but uh, but yeah. So if I had if I had any if I had any brains back in college days, I would have brought brought them a cup of tea or something. <laughs> See if I could have converted them or whatnot. But I was I was so naive and finding my own way back then in the day. So they could have converted you. No, somebody tried that freshman year of college, and I ended up converting him. <laughs> I see. I was the more powerful of the dog brown side. Brown cow. <laughs> yeah, first year of college. For one day, I thought I'd try and go straight, and that lasted about 48 hours. <laughs> and I realized I was so miserable. And um, and then two years later, I was sucking his wiener. But <laughs> it just... Sunday, soon to be told in my old, my tell-all book, Anthony, being a minority of the minority, <laughs> liking Phil Collins and Macintoshes within the gay community. <laughs> All right, so moving. Yeah, I can on. see that one being a screaming bestseller already. I think it would be. I've had a pretty interesting life up to this point. Now it's kind of boring because I've settled down. But when I was single, man, my life was always interesting every weekend. So, what exactly is a screaming bestseller? I just I thought I'd ask. Uh, Harry Potter book. Oh, okay. Twilight. Hey, can we, uh, Anthony? I'm sorry to bother sure. you. Can we move to Johnny McGovern real quick? Because I got to run to the grocery store real quick. All right, we can we can cover. And I, I would love to participate in that conversation. All right, so Johnny McGovern. I, 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 uh, another well-established podcaster with a lot more fans. <sighs> um, and also, actually, I, I never liked him until I saw him on the Big Gay Sketch Show. And actually, mm-hmm. very, very funny and actually very, very talented. Has released another video called Sexy Nerds. So, gentlemen, if you will tune your web browsers to this video and uh, on the count of three, hit play. Are we, are we all Ready. Ready. All right, so here we go. Are you counting three?
First of all, I love the video because that should be my new theme song, I think. Because, first of all, I've always been a proponent saying that there is a side of the gay side that is never being shown, which is usually the nerdy gay side. So I'm totally digging that video. The only problem I have is that every nerd is as well-defined as the models in that video. <laughs> There's a lot of nerds who would basically, let's just say... Um, don't leave the keyboard and don't go to the gym. <laughs> so I, I would, that was the only complaint I would have with that. And, they, and those people could also be just as sexy. So those are the teen movie style nerds, you know, like the ugly, pretty girl that all you got to do to do the makeovers, just remove right. her glasses. Right. Right. And, and take the, the hair out of a bun. 
Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden she drops 20 pounds and she's beautiful and stuff. Yeah. No. Have you ever seen a, a Not Another Teen movie? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. But, <laughs> okay. But Love it. But there's been, yes. I mean, there's been a couple. I mean, the thing is, not every nerd is has a six-pack as, as much as – and not every nerd, too, is also <laughs> right out of college. What you're saying is not every nerd can be you, Anthony. Well, I'm not saying I necessarily am the fine fit of uh, – perfection either and that's why I'm, I'm trying to say i i don't have a six-pack i'm not exactly um you know the uh the prime person i was back in the day but i would say back in the day yeah, yeah. I, I can relate yeah but uh but anyhow so that's that would be my only complaint with that but um you know it's off it's off to johnny mcgovern for being uh it's it's sort of uh, almost a little weird out yankovic ish yeah but thing. you think he's hot who Johnny McGovern? Yeah. Oh no, he's uh, not my. Pres- yeah. He's not my cup of tea, but he's, he's like four over. Well, excuse me, I'm not forty yet. Pretty close, but not yet. But watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing not, wrong with somebody over forty. I've had not some, my type at the moment. I've had some daddies way. in the past who are now be over forty, and I would still do that. No, <laughs> I'm over forty. You better oh my watch gosh. it. You need a, you, do you need a Kleenex? <laughs> No, do you need a diaper change, David? <laughs> How dare you? He's not exactly. that old. Keep in mind, no. it wasn't me that said that. I like to call myself aged to perfection. Yes. Like a fine wine. Yes. Yeah, what are you going to say in 10 more years? <laughs> the same damn thing. <laughs> aged to perfection like a fine cheese. Hey, David, if there's any, if David, if, if I could say anything, I knew a guy who was a couple, when I was, I was probably in college, and he was 55, and he was getting more tail from young guys than I was. So, you know, it's it's all about attitude, guys. It's all about your attitude. You, you knew Big Fatty when you were in college? No. <laughs> I just want to reiterate my, my whole theory here that um, that um, was it Kevin? Uh, no, Beaver is the same. Is Big Big Fatty? Kim Beaver? Yep, that's Big Fatty. I, no, actually, somebody said that they met Kim Beaver, and he, it's not Big Fatty. I don't know. Look at his website. <sighs> I, oh, that's Lordy, my theory. JP, you say this all the time, and it's not. <laughs> well, anyhow, so J, JT, you said you had to take off? Uh, yes, sir. I have to go to the grocery store. All right. Well, thank you for joining you us. You have to take for... off, JT. <laughs> or jack off. <laughs> I'll send you a picture. All right. Well, you got JT. Have fun and bring that. Make sure you uh, don't don't splurge too much on the chocolate ice cream now. So, adios, kids. Adios. All right. Later. Bye bye. All right. Moving on to. Uh... Thank God he's gone. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> Love you, JT. All right. So moving yeah, moving on to the, the next story. If you would, Sater, please read. Maryland guilty plea in McDonald's attack on trans woman. Tiona Manoa Brown, 19, pleaded guilty in a Baltimore County court to one court of first-degree assault and one count of hate crime in the attack on Chrissy Paulus, 22, said Baltimore County Sheriff's Attorney Scott Schellenberger. The April attack brought national... I'm sorry, brought attention nationwide to the plight of transgender people with thousands signing online petitions and holding rallies. Prosecutors expect to seek a prison term of five years when Shaniqua Brown, I'm sorry, when (laughs) Tiona Brown is sentenced next month. Oh, you're terrible. Yeah. All right. Well, we knew that was coming. Thank God. Yeah. 
there we go. So that's I'm how you... just surprised he pleaded guilty. Yeah, I am too. But uh... probably a uh, lesser Jelson's. Right. I mean, what you what could she say? That wasn't me on the security video that clearly shows my face. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that ain't me. That, but you know. but, that... but sometimes they are on video and they 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 plead not guilty. Like, well, I see you right there. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, you I... think every black person on a video is you know whatever. But Did anyway. I say that? No. No, but. You know, I, I have heard I'm it. I'm talking unfortunately. about criminals, not black people. Many times, I'm, criminals are caught on videotape, and they still say not guilty. Right, right. No, I actually heard it. I actually had it said to me one day um, about I don't know, just a situation uh, concerning a, a coworker. Uh, she thought that this guy, when I worked in the cafeteria at, at college the first time around, she thought this guy had gone through line twice, and he actually had. But then one of his buddies there says. Well, you just think because we all look alike, you automatically assume he went through the line twice. I said, you know what? It was her job to ask, had you already been through the line? She wasn't being a racist. And he just kind of shut him up from there because he, he didn't really have a good way to respond to it. And right again, we've segued into a whole different topic. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Back on track. All right, well, back on track to the State Department saying, get out of Syria. And didn't we, didn't we talk about this like last week too? So, I don't think so. No, we said U.S. Department has issued a warning which urges all Americans to – oh, it's all Americans. No, we said that. We said that. Now that now the government's following what we said. <laughs> well, did we say – it wasn't Syria, but it was another – was it Syria? I can't remember. It was, it was, an, it was something we were saying all gay people should get out of there. But um, and actually, this might not be gay-related. Uh, this is more just Americans to get out of Syria, which probably means that we're going to be bombing them next. So my apologies. This this doesn't look to be gay related, but was on Joe My God. So I'm going to skip this and move on to the next story, which there is a petition that calls for end of the gay blood donation ban. And again, what did we talk about last week? We talked about this, didn't we? Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, petition was set by the government new e-petitions website to call for the end of the blood donation ban for men who have gay sex. Petition created by well, this is in from uh, Pink UK, Pink News UK. This is probably the UK version. Um, created by student Tom King has more than 900 signatures at the time of writing. Asked the MPs to look into introducing new evidence-based criteria on which screen gay and bisexual donors. The ban currently prohibits any man who has ever had sex with another man from donating blood. Gay rights campaigners say this is discriminatory as other groups at high risk of HIV are not subject to the blanket ban. I review the policy is underway with SABTO, the Advisory Committee on the Safety of Blood Tissue Organs, due to report its findings later this year. Ministers are unwilling to comment on the issue before the report is released. And that is all based in the UK. So I would garner that we would probably see something start to get traction here in the United States here shortly. No. You don't think so? No, I don't. Oh. Well, it does say right here, U.S. to look at gay blood donation ban. Look again. So, Say what? Uh, Every few years, they look at it and they say, no, we like it the way it is. Oh. Yeah. 
well, in a perfect world, yes, they would look at it and they would change it, but I don't think they're going to. Well, all they need is some sort of you know news report to come hankering down on them, and then they'll change it. So. They've had this happened. It's happened several times after nine eleven. It was the last big time. Like, why, why is this? in place when you need blood and here's all these people who can't give blood for no good reason but i'm i'm sorry i'm running um, yeah. well i know the i know my, my my partner who works at the red cross he said that was installed by uh what's her face dole when she was running it back in the 70s i think i think it's and, been in place since like 82 yeah and it's something yeah. that they could easily change at the american red cross because it's just their policy it's it's not a red cross policy it is a federal policy yeah department of health and human services are you sure about that i'm positive I've got the article pulled up oh okay. because scroll no down gay man can, <laughs> no gay man can donate blood anywhere it's not just red cross it's anywhere all right well, I stand. I, I'm standing with uh, erected shoes because I stand corrected. <laughs> erected uh, shoes. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm staying with. Well, I forgot the term that Bill Maher used. It was a joke. I stand with uprights. There, there we go. I stand with. I must be standing in uprights because I stand corrected. That's what that, that was. So. All righty. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, hey, by the way, we want to talk about the Marvel Comics reveals black Latino gay Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Well, he, it's, he's not gay yet. They're, they're talking about that he may turn – he may reveal he's gay in the future. But he, but he is Latino, yes. <laughs> web – web, spin me a web there, you sexy Spider-Man. <laughs> so I, I just want to know how Peter Parker died in this alternate uh, storyline. Does anybody know? Oh, killed off June by the Green Goblin. I guess I can't. I read my screen. Don't give spoilers for comic fans. <laughs> oh, my God. We've just lost so many comic fans. All those sexy nerds now hate you. Oh, well, I, it's, I, I've never been a proponent of being anti-spoiler. So if you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen to anything. <laughs> it's the Internet. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of cool. I would be interested in a, spider, a gay Spider-Man. Just think of all the euphemisms. Oh boy, can't talk today at all. Uh, gay innuendos you could say in the comic books. Anybody? Like they don't already? Yeah. Like they don't already? <laughs> yeah, as if we don't have a gay Batman. Is Batman still going? I'm assuming Batman's still going. Yes. Yeah. You know, you you can have your gay Spider-Man right now. I am totally in love. I'm showing my geek because Wolverine's son is a notorious bi boy, and he is hot and tattooed. And Wolverine mm. had a son. Oh yeah. Who he had a son with, or who did he mate with? I, I'm not. I can't tell you. Spoiler alert. Oh jeez. Well, what's the son's but, name? Oh, now you're going to make me look it up. Uh, you I, should know it. You're a geek. Hold on here. All right, well, you looked it up, David. Can read the next article. All right, let's see here. Israel LGBT Youth Conference canceled. An international LGBT youth conference will no longer be held in Israel after Palestinian gay groups complained. The International LGBTQ Youth and Student Organization, IGLYO, IGLIO, uh, General Assembly was and to Iglio be held. Was its name? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Um, or, it's, or it's a cooler. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> General Assembly was to be, yeah, it's a cooler. It's an Eskimo's home. It's a cooler. It's an Eskimo's home. Move it along. Move it along. 
Oh. <laughs> Control freak. General Assembly was to be held in Tel Aviv in December. However, Palestinian gay groups said that holding the event in Israel would inflame tensions and prevent delegates from some Middle Eastern countries from attending. After the controversy began, Iglio asked members to vote on whether the conference should take place in the country. 55% said it should, while 25% abstained. However, Iglio announced late last month that it was concerned about recent legal changes in Israel, namely the country's controversial new boycott law. Israel Gay Youth, which was to host the event, then decided to withdraw its proposal to host the event, uh, although it will still host the International LGBTQ Youth Leadership Summit in the same month. That does not make grammatical sense at all. Um, Iglio says that it's working on finding another venue for the 2011 General Assembly. British Rabbi David Mitchell told the Jewish Chronicle that young gays and lesbians in Israel could be left isolated, while Gary Sakal of the Zionist Federation said, the lesbian gay community should be celebrating the freedom of choice people, freedom of choice people have in Israel, rather than moving the conference away due to pressure from small groups. However, the Palestinian queers group accused Iglio of failing to address the underlying issues of the problem with regard to Israel-Palestine relations. The organization added that Iglio was guilty of blatant hypocrisy for allowing the youth leadership to remain in Israel and accused it of de facto crossing our picket line. In June, gay rights campaigner Peter, Peter Tatchell and U.S. porn producer Michael Lucas set out their opposing arguments on the matter for pinknews.co.uk. Oh, I bet they did. <laughs> Mr. Tatchell argued that holding the conference in Israel would inflame homophobia, cause divisions, and stop delegates from the Muslim world attending. Mr. Lucas argued that Israel is a beacon of LGBT emancipation in the Middle East and that there are no delegates from the Arab world. And besides, I can put both ankles behind my head crossed. <laughs> that, extra, that was my yeah, editorial. Yeah, I was going to say, Mr. <laughs> Lucas is crazy. He is just one nut job, but that's a whole other story. Um, so, yeah, so what do we think about this, guys? I, it's, it, it's it's the same story for everything. I mean, can't we all just get along? No, you know, can't. It, it's because there's idiots in the world. Come on, David, you know that. Well, it's just it's the same fight that's been happening uh, in that area of the world. Not since everyone has recorded history began. Not everyone has bestowed upon them logic and reason that is, you know. Oh God, are you going to go down this road again? Well, I'm sorry. It's not everyone has the logic and reasoning to actually understand that killing another person is not what you're supposed to do. So it's, you know, it's just you're going to in some places of the world. I would I would say get the hell out because it's just it, the people there are just not educated enough yet. So they haven't been bestowed upon to them basic things because they have been repressed for thousands of centuries of you know these ancient religion hatreds so and until people actually get free, you know freedom of speech freedom of internet and a freedom of logic and reasoning they're never gonna they're never gonna come out of that dark age scott take my hand <laughs> and then you take anthony's hand and then anthony you take israel Umbaya, and yeah, exactly <laughs> Kumbaya. Kumbaya. 
Come by here. Come by here. All right. So anyhow, um, so and we we would let me just say this: come to Columbus to host your concert, your 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 convention here. We have one whacked out, crazy looking um, convention center. It's all. It looks like it's it's it was built by Van Gogh when he was doing acid. I mean, you could, it's it's a great place to have a convention. So come Van Gogh was not doing acid. Acid didn't exist when Van Gogh was oh, well, chopping uh, his ear off. Ether or whatever. Um, he was just crazy. Yeah, well, he used to say, if you drive down High Street in Columbus... By the way, who's Van Gogh? Oh. Anyhow, if you drive down High Street... About Van Gogh. If you drive down High Street, the point is that the building looks <laughs> tilted, and it's messed up. you got to go see it if you ever come to Columbus. So, so anyhow. Okay. And he has the nerve to say, I'm taking the show off the rails. All right. So now back to stories about gayness. <laughs> All right. So uh, APA endorses gay marriage. Sater, if you would, please. Oh, actually, both of these, you know, we can just combine these next two. The American Psychiatry Association and a Native American tribe, they both approve of same-sex marriages. Oh, fantastic. Everyone... Everyone approves of same-sex marriages except for uh, Queen Bachman. <laughs> well, of course. Ah, and the pumpkin party and the tea party, but go on. But the largest association of psychologists in the world has issued an endorsement of same-sex marriage. Basically, they're saying that people who are uh, have their rights and are married are happier together. Therefore, they live longer lives, and we as doctors can endorse this. That's basically what it all comes down to, and I couldn't agree more. And the Native American tribe in Washington State has approved gay marriage. On Monday, the Squamish Tribal Council formally changes ordinances to extend marriage rights to same-sex couples. The ordinance means gay couples are afforded all the rights heterosexual couples are allowed on the reservation and other places in which gay marriages are allowed. The new laws allow the tribal court to issue a marriage license to two unmarried couples regardless of their sex if they are at least 18 years of age and at least one of them is an enrolled member of the tribe. In 2009, the Indian tribe of Coos Bay, Oregon, became what may believed to be the first Indian tribe to marry a gay couple. Two women from Edmonds, Washington, Michelle Hansen, tribal attorney, said that the the squamish, I think that's how you say it, ordinance does not have effect anywhere else unless the jurisdiction decides to recognize same-sex marriages conducted elsewhere. That's why my new Indian name is Aggressive Dom Top. <laughs> I was trying to find a very a very non-racist joke for this. Oh, I'm was, sorry. I was going maybe something with like rain dance, but thank you, Sater. You uh, you you saved me there with comedy wise. So and that's why you're here. <laughs> All right. So and last story here before we go to our listener email is uh, NAACP stages first ever panel discussion of black LGBT. LGBT rights and the debate gets heated when the current NAACP president is asked how can the LGBT community take the NAACP seriously when its current board members are out saying that gay rights are not civil rights referred to current NAACP board member Rev Keith Ratliff 
recent statement, the gay community stopped hijacking the civil rights movement. And I haven't watched the video, but it does include Wanda Sykes in the video. So uh, you could go watch that at once again, showmygod.com. Um, I don't know. This is something that's brought up is that does our plight equal that of the black African-American plight? I Equal, no. E- Equal, no. But is it along the same lines? Yes. Okay, so let's expand on that. Define along the same lines. Um, okay, true. We've never been slaves. L- let's, well, well some, not some depends on how you look at some it. Guys, some guys on Saturday nights. Kind of, you know. but, well, I, but I would say that we've been slaves black too. Just as people got lynched for being black, gay people have been killed because they are gay. Just as black people had to fight for their rights for marriage, gay people have to fight for their rights for marriage. There are some similarities. It's not the same, no, but there are similarities. Any civil rights struggle is the same when it comes down to it. Right. David, any thoughts? I totally agree with, with the Seder here on that one. Uh, it's it's not equal, but there are a lot of similar elements. Uh, it's... Essentially, the majority um, telling the minority uh, that they cannot even be close to, you know, to equal at all. And um, it's kind of like, I don't know, in a way, when you said that that we weren't slaves, at the same time, a lot of us have been in service type industries. Uh, And obviously, I mean, gays are not all florists. They're not all designers. They're not all actors and all this kind of stuff. But they have typically. I I would. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. I got the floor. Go right Uh, You know, we have not always been in the service roles. We are everywhere. But it's kind of like. I, I'm, I'm very happy this guy can arrange my flowers or make my house look beautiful or design clothes that get me laid on Saturday night. But equality, I don't know about that. Well, you know, it was it was oh, a very similar thing cool. with African Americans because it's kind of at the time. Ellen, no, let me not, finish. Not, I... Let me finish. Let me finish. At the time, before civil rights really made the advances. A lot of times African-Americans were in more servant-type roles, cleaning houses, driving buses, doing things like that. Yes, they were also in positions of authority and power and leadership and all this kind of stuff. I would Okay, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Hurry up. (laughs) You got two queens you want to counter here. But again, (laughs) but but when... They demanded better than that when they demanded to be considered equally, to be considered equally for better jobs, better paying jobs with more authority and more power. It's like, well, I don't know about that. It's that whole thing again of I want you in a certain place and I don't want you to move from that place, whether you're gay, whether you're African-American, whether you're Hispanic, whether you're whatever. It's the same kind of principle at work. It's I want you in this little box, and I don't want you to move away from it. I That's why I said let me that. finish. That's why I said let me finish because I needed to develop the thought before I finish I, it. I can't agree with that because oftentimes African Americans were in those positions because 
that's all they could be in because of the color that's of the skin. That's what I'm saying. Right. A gay I'm... man can be closeted and do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh... Well, closeted, yes. And that, that's the difference. You, well, ex- with, with a few exceptions, yeah. you know if a person of African descent is walking down the street. With a few exceptions. There are people. Yeah, I would say, though, that we are still being as evident as my recent job search from last year. It was very evident some places that did not want me simply because I was gay. And it's uh oh, do we lose Jake? Uh oh. Oh, glorious Internet. Why do you vex me so? All right, so we've lost our crew, so stand by, folks. There will be a short pause in the show, and we will be right back. Look how look how heated that got. We lost the call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're back, and we have the combination. Okay. <laughs> that was obviously the white man trying to hold us down. Well, exactly, well, the, the white po- straight man. The, the point I was trying to make uh, as we before we got disconnected is that I, I, it's, I, I still think that there is still – a way to try and keep both any sort various minorities down in right. the job market and keep them at lower paying jobs, jobs that they're only fit for. And this was very evident to me when I was trying to look for a job last year. Um, at the same time, if you're a from a certain persuasion and coming from a certain country and happen to be a programmer, you get a free pass, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but your hate mail too. <laughs> no, it's yeah. Don't give me a start on that. But um, it, it's uh, the, the equality is not in, there in the job market. The equality for anybody to be able to come over and be reflected on what you should you know, what your skills are. Um, you know, you could be somebody who is older and have just the same amount of skills as someone who is just fresh the job market. They're going to offer the job to the young kid because the young kid doesn't know his rights in the workplace. And they can get away with more ways of making him work like a slave than somebody who is actually going to stand up for equal rights in the workplace. So, so yeah, I would say that, you know, granted, it's not... And you know, in slavery, slavery. What's the term? In, in um, indentured servant. In, thank you. It's not indentured servitude, but there's still repression being in you know conducted in the American workplace against gays, against black people, against, against women, against women, against you know minorities. Um, unless, of course, once again, you have against carnies. Yeah, I guess against carnies and satyrs against too. Against one arm midgets. Well, I and don't know. Why, occasionally. Yeah, against satyrs, but no, um, nothing's those going. horns. But anyhow, nothing's held against me unless I ask for it, baby. All right. Well, yeah, I think we've beaten that story to the death. <laughs> hey, Anthony. Yes, sir. Do we have any email? Yes, we do. And oh my God! Yes, we have a whole long email. And in fact, our friend, good friend David's going to read it to us. And say, I don't think I, I don't think I sent this to you. So I'm going to email this to you right now. You, you sent it to me. No, I, I sent it to Seder. You sent it to me. So Seder, oh. I just emailed that to you. And David, if you would please read from our, I believe it's his Larry the Lurker. Lurker is his name on the Big Fatty Show. Right. Uh, he. It looks like he did give us permission to use his real name, but just in case, I'll just use his first name. 
okay, uh, and his la last initial. So this is from Neil N., uh, and he writes, First of all, I'd like to say how much I appreciate this podcast. Aw, thanks. I really enjoy hearing the take on current gay-related events, especially by podcasters I have grown to respect over the years. Aw, thanks. However, as you know, any email that starts like the above has a however. The last couple of shows raise a bit of concern over the makeup of the panel. Being an atheist, and some would say a rather outspoken one, I find it concerning that with so many articles concerning religion, there is a definite skew toward a Christian's perspective. In no way do I think any of the panelists should hold back or temper their comments, but in my opinion, there needs to be an alternative viewpoint. For example, the latest show, number six, had quite a long segment concerning whether or not atheists are really closet agnostics who are afraid to explore their real views toward the existence of, in quotes, God, and capitalized, interestingly enough. I do appreciate your personal views, but they didn't really address the issue I'm referring to. The basic point I would like to see made is that, at least amongst the people I know, religion is used to justify so many things that are used to subjugate women, gays, other religions, etc. Also, there is the fact that science, specifically science that addresses some of these issues, is not even mentioned. And finally, one of the big points is that this country has, for the time being at least, a separation of church and state. The, the objection most of the time is that by allowing innocuous items such as the 9-11 cross in a public area, it's not that Christians are being allowed to have a small item of hope, but that the U.S. is to have no preference of any particular religion. If it is only that the beams happen to form that, admit, that admittedly most common of shapes, then have an exhibit of many interesting shapes. As it stands, people of any other religion or no religion see that their belief was overridden by the Christian God who came along and took care of things, not mentioning the fact that the nice thing to do would have been to prevent the whole tragedy. This is an extreme example. In my opinion, let them have it. What does it gain anyone else to complain? But I, really, really, but I would really like to see your panel include more diversity when it comes to this subject. Thanks again for the great work. You do a valuable service to the community, and I really enjoy it. Please, uh, please donate. <laughs> Neil in, uh, in Florida. I'm not going to say Thank the you, exact Neil. city. Thank you, Thank Neil. Thank you very much for that. Yes, and... Um, David. I'm assuming you want me to, to, to editorialize here? Well, if you first, David, then Seder, then I will conclude. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say, first of all, yes, thank you so much for sharing your opinion on this. Um, and um, I especially thank, thank you also for the love. I don't know if you happen to listen to my show, but if you do, uh, thank you so much uh, for, for being a Larry the Lurker on that. Um, as far as the, the statement of, of a definite skew towards a Christian's perspective, um, a lot of that just comes down to what's the, the composition of our panel every show. And that's kind of a roll of the dice because we have a group of people who get together, but it's really a matter of who's going to be able to be on Skype that night. Now, as someone who has been pegged as the resident Christian, let me, <laughs> let me, let, let me say here right now, yes. I was raised in a Christian background. I am a part of a church slash spiritual community that has a Christian heritage. However, 
we honor all spiritual paths, including those who choose not to identify with any particular deity or whatever. Um, and in fact, in many ways, we actually have combined Christianity with Eastern thought as part of our basic belief system. So, um, yes, things are still somewhat Christian because we do see Jesus as a master teacher and way shower, but we really are moving away from the Christian label because of what you say later on, the fact that Jesus has been used to justify subjugating women, subjugating gays, uh, bashing other religions, etc. We're actually moving away from that label uh, very quickly. Uh, we just, we're, we're even getting away from the idea of uh, being called a church. So, okay. Um, second of all, I am glad there is a, a separation of church and state in this country because I would not want it any other way. I don't want the state interfering in the matters of the church, except in the case when it needs to happen. If someone is being harmed by someone else's religious expression and that person is not capable of standing up for themselves, i.e. a minor or an incapacitated adult, the state has an absolute duty to intervene and to um, take care of that person and take care of the offender as well. Uh, similarly, I think that the church needs to stay out of politics completely. I, no more religious pacts, uh, no more um, religious lobbyists, nothing. Uh, let's not have voter signups at churches. Let's not have anything like that. Let, let the church be the church. Let the state be the state. Uh, people can have their own beliefs. They can vote on their, their conscience. They can vote on what their constituents tell them to vote on, ideally. And let's have it happen that way. And, yes, let's all join hands and sing Kumbaya. Okay. <laughs> um, now, as far as... Again, the 9-11 cross, it sounds like you're saying go ahead and let them have it in the display, but also display another bunch of, of interesting shapes. I think that is actually going to be a part of the 9-11 uh, memorial. I think there's going to actually be a, a display of several other uh, cross members that were kind of mangled up. At some point, it starts getting a little too macabre. I mean, yes, it's 9-11. Yes, it's a horrible tragedy, 3,000 people dying in one day. But at some point, it's kind of like, okay, how much metal sculpture do we, do we want to talk before it gets way too macabre? So um, there is at some point, yes, that line that we will cross. Um, I, I don't think, again, that having two pieces of metal that just happened to form the shape of a cross, just happened to land upright, and for some people, in the middle of something that defied every, every bit of reason, even their faith, to have that one thing in that one moment that for some people, again, was a source of comfort. It was a sign for them that in the midst of all the crazy, at least one modicum of sanity and one modicum of comfort appeared. You know, it was a part of the history. It's as much a part of the history as every religious painting that is in the Smithsonian. I have no problem with religious paintings or, or icons being held by the Smithsonian Institute, being displayed by the Smithsonian Institute. 
as long as we are equal with those displays. Let the Christian art be be displayed, but let's let the Muslim art also be displayed, the Jewish art be displayed, the Zoroastrian art be displayed, so on and so forth. Let's make sure that we're doing it, and let's make sure we're doing it in a way that provides equal opportunity and equal exposure for all to the extent that we can. So um, I also agree, you know, as far as the panel having more diversity and more thought, I think I can speak for the group here right now when I say get yourself on Skype and we'd like to hear from you. You know, if, if you want an atheist perspective on there and it sounds like you're very passionate with your belief, then I think that you would be an excellent addition to this group. It's not my group, however. I'm only one member. No, I will norm- defer to Anthony on that one. Normally, so. normally that would be the role that I would be taking. However, as the the host of the show, I found it's not um, beneficial to take a hard stance either any in any particular issue. You won't see Leo Laporte necessarily giving his full opinion on something during when he does his show and mm-hmm. on the other show which I would normally be taking a hard stance with the guys on the shanty no lemon in this particular case i sort of lean towards the middle because one i don't want to piss people off i want them back and two uh it's just not conducive to having a well show i i, I try to play the mediator in this type of environment um i leave that more for uh you know the the wherever hosts come on and then basically play that particular role so normally i would be the one who would be like oh god this god sucks and stuff like that but not in this particular case because i try i want to be i want to be liked and uh, i like if but here's the thing if he's saying that he feels like it's too biased and that the atheists are not being addressed let the atheist be addressed. Well, we'll get the atheist. We'll get someone else to be the atheist. But that's in this in this particular case. You're you're probably not. Even though I could, and plus, we could go on and on about various things in this particular issue. And I would point back to the David Salon show that you and I did, David. We yeah. could talk for hours on this and whatnot, and yes, not get, and just go around and around. And I think it boils down to just mutual respect of the other person's opinion, even if you feel that they're. They're yeah. indifferent. Um, it, it's it's you know it just. Uh, I respect David. David respects me. I don't think we're going to ever agree on that, but we're not going to come to fisticuffs for it either. So no, because it's just it's just pointless. So yeah, and I did want to address other one other point. I kind of I I skipped over it. Uh, I was meant to write all this stuff out and didn't get a chance to. Um, if I came across as painting all atheists as being closet agnostics and being in conflict over whether or not uh, there is a God, I do apologize. It was not my intent to paint everyone with a rather broad brush. Um, I do believe there is a segment within atheists uh, of people who are fanatics to the point that um, it's almost like their their non-belief has become a belief. It's become a religious type fanaticism. They are so um, they're so hell bent. Excuse me, the the term, but it's the only one I can come up with on short <laughs> notice. Um, at proving themselves right that God doesn't exist, that they're willing to attack other people just for the fact that they want to wear a Jesus Christ 
rules t-shirt. Okay. People like that to me are not secure in their own beliefs or non-belief as you may want to look at it. It was my original point. Um, these are people that have really not made up their minds. There are still doubts in their minds and they are so insecure with that belief that they attack anything that challenges that unbelief. Yeah, and I, and I, well, and those are the people that I'm talking about. The only, you do not appear to be one of these people, Neil. The, so the only flip side of that, Dave, is that we I normally think like that as well until things happen. Like you know, you get the constitutional marriage ban in Ohio, and you just get you just get really pissed off at religious people at those particular moments, and then a week passes right, that's, that's, and you, and that's you calm down. Say what? That's not what I'm talking about. Here. I know, I know, but basically, um, what I'm saying is that generally, I try to be, you know, sort of respectful. But there's occasions where even I get pissed off and go, "God damn it, religious!" Blah, 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 blah. And then I have some dip, and then I chill out for a little bit. But right. first of all, Seder, are you still awake over there? I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got nothing to add. Oh. Yeah. Well, but my my whole point simply again is is that um, you know I'm not. I'm not trying to say all atheists are that way. I personally have not known that many atheists. There was one general science teacher in my high school who was. He was out as an atheist, um, but he also was very secure in his atheism to the point that when people would write, God loves you, Mr. L, um, on his board, he just took it in stride. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't get mad. He, he didn't throw them out of the classroom. He didn't put them in detention. He he probably you know he probably also realized he would not really have been backed up had he done something like that. But he was so secure in that that he just let it roll off his back like water off a duck's back. Those are the people who are convinced. Those are the people who have made peace with it in their minds. I'm talking about the people that, again, you you say Jesus loves you or God loves you. <laughs> Fuck you. You know, <laughs> you suddenly it's like, you know, Taz going after them. Those are the people that still have doubts. And those are the people that haven't really worked it out completely in their minds yet. And there is a sliver of doubt in their minds that God does not exist. In other words, there's a sliver of belief in God left in them right now, and it's like a splinter. They haven't quite, they can't get it out of them, and it irritates the hell out of them because of that. And they take that irritation out on somebody else because that person challenges that sliver of belief, and that person spotlights that sliver of belief, and they would rather not even admit that that sliver of belief still exists. Those are the people I'm talking about. I am sure they are in the minority. Again, I can't speak from authority or experience on this, but those were the people that, to whom I was referring. So if I'm, again, if I came across as painting all atheists it with this rather broad brush, please accept my apology, and hopefully I have explained myself further on that. Okay. And, and that's Boy, our show. <laughs> so, Seder, any thoughts on your end first? I want to give no, you the, the Dave, floor for a little Dave, bit. David David said enough. I'm, I'm, 
David, David said a mouthful, but he does it so eloquently, you just can't help but just sit back and listen. So, Why, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, that being said, uh, let's wrap up this episode of This Week in Gay. First off, donations, donations, donations. Okay, a couple things you can donate to. First of all, you could donate to my server fund. Server costs are coming up at the end of the month. Please, please, please consider a donation. Two bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, anything helps. Uh, go to thisweekingay.com, scroll down to the bottom, and you will find a little donation to my PayPal account. Please consider helping me. <laughs> it's, it's about 80 bucks for a year, which is actually pretty good for, for server costs, but... Uh, it's I'm kind of short right now, folks. If you can't help with that, then I do recommend there is a cause I'm trying to help for. There was a uh, friend of a friend who was out and was attacked by a crazy dog, and his dog defended him and basically needs new knees. There, It's called New Knees for Della on Facebook, and we're basically trying to raise money for Della to get new knees after the attack, and uh, the, it's we're up one-third of our cost so far for the surgery to repair her knees. So if you could please consider donating for this beautiful, beautiful dog that really does deserve this surgery so she can regain function of her knees, go check out New Knees for Della on Facebook. And if you have any questions you want to donate to that, just give me a ring via Facebook as well. You can find me at Anthony Anselmo. Um, that being said, you could also donate to the Adam Curry No Agenda show stream, which is kind enough to host our show on their stream at noagendastream.com. Lastly, let's give a roundabout to our glorious hosts here and give them a little bit to plug their shows. First off, we have Seder. I host the Seder Sphere podcast, uh, just a weekly podcast where I talk about me and my life and everything that I like doing. And you can find us at satersphere.blogspot.com or on iTunes as The Seder Sphere. And he also has his show tune of the week, which did you get my response? I presume I did, yes. I was, did, I, yeah. was I right? I can't tell you. I, I, do I have to listen to the show to find I, out? I have to record the show, yes. You, you can listen there. All right. Last but not least, of course, we have David from That Blue Jeans Guy podcast. David, if you will. Okay. If you want to hear me yammer on like I did, uh, like, a few minutes ago there, go to theappleblueginsguy.com. Uh, it's a mostly weekly personal journal dealing with whatever's going on in my life and whatever's going on around my world. And uh, the So You Think You Can Dance update, which will be wrapping up this coming week because the finale is airing. And I may be doing one on the X Factor. I just have to see if I'm going to be able to get through an episode without projectile vomiting. Because <laughs> typically, Simon Cowell Productions typically do that to me. Alrighty, so. so go check out these guys. They do wonderful podcasts. And that's it. So thank you guys. And we'll see you next time on This Week in Gay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.